<laughs> Got you. Yeah. We'll just jump right in. So this is uh, Thoughtful Discussions. I'm Josh Snyder, and I'm here with... Icky Vicky. Very cool. And who are you? What do you do? I am a local clown. Um, I like to introduce myself a lot of the time as your dad's favorite street clown. I'm not really polished. I'm not like a circus clown. I do sideshow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also sing, paint, and have like multiple creative outlets. But right now I've been doing a lot of shows and getting a lot more opportunities with doing sideshows. So I've just gotcha. kind of like continued to do that. Got you. When did you start doing this? Um, a couple years ago, I think yeah. the first busk that I did as a clown. Yeah. Um, so busking is like street performance for money. Yeah. Um, so the first clown busks that I did were clown boxing, which I took comically large inflatable boxing gloves and would clown with different friends that I had yeah. and just like kind of like fight and bop each other. And then um, after a few times, we even brought another friend in to be an announcer to mm-hmm. sort of like, because when we would do it, crowds didn't understand what was happening. They gotcha. didn't know if we were like crackheads or <laughs> like they did just didn't understand what was happening. Um, and yeah, so we brought in an announcer that was sort of put around a hat and say like, you got a tip if you want to see the clowns, duke it out. And like, just sort of like, yeah. you know, narrate what was happening for okay. people. Interesting. So they could get it. But right. uh, we never really made any money. It was just for fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that was maybe like three, four years ago. Okay. Um, before that, I did fire, poi, and then torches, and eating fire, and spitting it, and fleshing, which is... Um, uh, rubbing it on your skin and having the f- the uh, propellants keep your skin lit for a couple seconds. Yeah. Um, but it really looks cool when you like rub it on yourself and blow it out and then light another torch just from your skin. Yeah. Um, and I s- got to realizing that I have a high pain tolerance. And I knew some clowns and they would just remark about how... I didn't flinch when a mousetrap was set on my tongue or my lips or my nose and just kept going from there into the weird and bizarre life of the sideshow clown. Got you. Yep. So there's some uh, different history, especially in America with with clowns and stuff like that. I don't know about it, but I know that that it exists. Yeah. um, There is a... There is a long history, but a lot of it is really tainted by like racism in the minstrel right. shows. Got you. Because the traveling freak shows were exploiting people's biases. Right. Um, which I'm kind of doing too, but like without the racism. Got you. Um, I try to be as inclusive as I can and like intersectional. Yeah. With like implementing, just like my feminist ideals in my own life. Gotcha. Um, and I don't approve of that at all. And. I don't know anyone who does it that really likes that side of it or anything like everybody. So give me an example. I know it's a little bit ugly, but like maybe not the. Camp Town ladies, like a lot of like really famous songs. A lot of people know that song. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that it was a, it was a blackface, like racist song. Gotcha. Um, So just acknowledging that and not trying to sweep it under the rug, but you know, maybe transforming right. 
it into something more progressive. Um, like I said, I'm exploiting people's biases, which is like, um, like sexuality and like mm -hmm. nudity and things. And so like I am pandering to that as well, but yeah, you can't really look at Sideshow without acknowledging just like the really like dark right. side of it. Um, gotcha. They just took down the statue in front of the Carnegie Library. Okay. Of, um, dang, I can't think of it now, but he stole a bunch of banjo songs. Okay. Stephen Foster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, they just took his statue down and that was... Right really a big deal because he was one of the big people that did it the most and was really glorified for this banjo music, but it was completely ripped off everything he did. Um, but I'm pretty sure he wrote that. I might be mistaken, but the Camptown Ladies song okay. that okay. everyone knows. Um, so yeah, it's just nice to seeing like, we're going to acknowledge that, but also yeah. we shouldn't have a Stephen Foster statue. Right. And especially, I don't know if you saw it, before they I didn't. It. Yeah, it just it just wasn't. I remember reading about it. Yeah, it wasn't appropriate for yeah. people to walk past a school like in the, it's like Pitt, Carnegie Mellon, like these amazing schools that are like on the pioneer of or on the frontier of so many yeah, things. Absolutely. Uh, Carnegie Mellon just got an AI degree. It's the first AI degree I think in the nation, but maybe like I can see that on on the North American continent. Yeah. So people are flooding here from everywhere to take those classes and just in general Carnegie Mellon and Pitt. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's nice to have that taken down and that we can acknowledge like that's not what we're about. Right. Yeah, so Absolutely. So as to be progressive um and move forward, I mean, just being conscious of that and you're able to make sure that that doesn't have a place in, in your show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I called it the broken heart sideshow because it's a really relatable subject matter because no mm. matter what your gender orientation, anything dating is really hard. Yeah. Um, people are weird. <laughs> people are, people are, you know, not what you expect. Right. Projecting their, their own stuff and just expectations. And so it's relatable content. Yeah. Um, and it changes a little bit depending on what the show is. Okay. So I had a lot of fun doing the liar show because I could yeah. talk about, and that was um, Joe Craft with Wake Up Make Stuff. Yeah. Put on his zine party was the liar zine release. And I did that so I could do my cinder block act and pile cinder blocks one on top of the other and have my assistant Waffles the Clown smash them and say like lies just keep piling on top of lies and mm -hmm. there's always a way to make that broken heart gotcha subjects yeah, yeah relevant to the party or the scene of what's happening so you had a show for this valentine's day right yes it was so much fun it was called I, I the love it. dungeon <laughs> i wasn't there because i had my son that night i couldn't get a yes sitter. that is not a child friendly place <laughs> no <laughs> So tell me about the show though. How did it go? It was amazing. So I worked with Spish. Um, this is the second love dungeon that Spish has done. Okay. Last year is actually where I met them. Mm -hmm. The whole Spish, the whole band, and some of the people with Red Fishbowl were there. Yeah. Um, I went 
to the Love Dungeon, okay? And it was really funny because I was thinking, like, this is a kink-friendly event. All the advertising they did looked really cool. So I went in a harness, like, with my boobs out. <laughs> and first of all, I walked in and Kativo said, you can't walk in here like that and made me put electrical tape on my nipples. And then they still made me wear my vest on top of my boobs. So I was just like, is this a kink party or not? And then I walked downstairs and no one else is dressed up except the band. Got you. So all night people kept coming up to me and trying to ask me information. And I was just like, I don't work here. Like I'm just, but they thought you were part of the show. Yeah. So you thought you were just going to blend right in. So I, I had a lot of fun. (laughs) At that show, I was dancing. I was dancing with a blow-up doll, like slow dancing a lot. And got you. just got to talking with everyone. And so Spish wanted to do Love Dungeon again. And they didn't have a venue. Mm-hmm. And I had been planning on doing a dating game show. Got you. To try to That's match right. make people. Be, I was thinking about being on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we still did the dating game, but we made that like an opening act for cool. the rest of the performances. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nate came to me and said, I don't have a venue. And I said, spirit moved me from the lodge to the hall. Oh, wow. So I was kind of pissing my pants about like filling the hall. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's a big room, you know, and everybody that I spoke with said, that's a big room. The yeah. first thing they would say. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So I was really happy when Nate said, we're looking for a place. And I said, do you want to do it, do it at Spirit Hall? Got you. And yeah, we combined events and I had worked with Spish on my pie eating contest. They played for Got my you. pie eating contest. And um, so we had worked together before and we brought together a lot of amazing artists. Yeah. Um, we had burlesque acts. We had the dating game opening show. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Mercy Lemon played and Spish. But it was wild. There was live punishment, the interactive games. People were walking around spirit naked, like Mercy Lemons on stage, topless, <laughs> playing music. And we we're just like, it really, I had somebody say to me last night, it felt like I walked into another world. Like yeah. that wasn't spirit hall. Yeah. And it was just such a good time. We raised $600 for par. Okay. Which for me is the best part about it right right um pittsburgh action against rape that's par they have helped they're doing the arduous work of helping women who have experienced trauma yeah and everyone wants to say like okay me too happened and we're changing we're progressive but Mm -hmm. it's hard work and people are dismissive when trauma gets ugly right so to be able to put something back into that community and just you know, help in some way. Yeah. Um, that feels really good. And everyone had a great time. Uh, we had signs everywhere that said consent is crucial. Mm-hmm. If you feel uncomfortable, please reach out. Um, and just kind of we're checking in with people to make sure Got you. they were good with what was happening. Um, so yeah, it was great. Um, that mm. show got wild. My friend, Tatiana, who goes by the Childlike Empress, did a, a dance, did like her set, and then she yeah. did a cake sitting, live cake sitting. Okay. Have you ever, no. you know what cake sitting is? No. Okay, if you go, if you opened up Pornhub for, <laughs> um, just for research, that's what most of us use that for, right? And we, 
it's on the internet and people have this sploshing and like women eating food and getting covered in like chocolate and things it's like sort of a fetish in its own like a food a food sex fetish yeah so cake sitting is a thing and that's actually how i got inspiration to do the pie eating contest was because i had people message me asking me to do a pie sitting video (laughs) and i was just like and then what is this you gotta research it. Yeah, yeah so then for tatiana to do it live and people were eating the cake and it was just like crazy i don't know it was it just was a whole it was a different type of party and atmosphere and yeah. i really had a great time and i'm hoping that i can do the pie eating contest again second annual okay. um we had a title belt that was a leather yeah yeah with a pie tin on the front title belt and it was won by self siphodine yeah and so i want self 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 works for me yes i want self to come back (laughs) and have the second annual hiding contest and have more mystery pot mystery pies yeah yeah. last year the mystery pie was a hot dog pie okay and so it just had a regular crust and everything yeah but just filled with hot dogs mustard ketchup relish um did he did is that what he ate? That's not the flavor he got. Okay. A few there were th- two at least two hot dog pies. <laughs> but there were people that like willingly ate them and it was yeah. really a spectacle. Hmm. I like having that aspect in my events of absurdity. Yeah. Because it's such a great release and escape from how harsh reality can be sometimes. Right. right. So when I do host and organize something, I always want it to be way over the top and like you're walking into another sort of situation that people find themselves really off guard when they don't know me personally and just gotcha. walk in. Gotcha. Now, as far as like clown shows and stuff, that's that's always been the case to always have, make it a spectacle, make it something that kind of pushes oh, limits. Yeah. And it's it's always like... Um, definitely there's like boundaries that, that people get obviously stretched. Yes, um, I do a little bit of a trigger so, warning before my yeah. act because I mostly always will be putting some sort of metal into like I'm going to be piercing my lip with a fish hook okay. or stapling myself something and there will be blood so yeah. I always just mention that beforehand Got you. so people aren't sick sickened i have some friends that are a little more queasy yeah that tell me i love you and i support you but i don't ever want to see your show (laughs) (laughs) so when did you uh what what inspired you to like i want to do this this is like this is me like so i play music yeah but i'm not that good okay and there's a lot of like pretentiousness and gatekeeping and things that like it's hard for you to get a footing mm-hmm. and get a confidence mm-hmm. if you have that and, and if you deal with that it's hard gotcha. and if like if people get shut down sometimes they just shut down yeah. and then they're like okay well i'm not playing out at a show anymore or i'm not gonna like show people my song anymore sure sure but I was kind of struggling to find confidence to be on stage and I would like really shake, like nervously shake. And it was like a physical response where in my head, like I'm fine. 
yeah. but my body is like trembling. Yeah. And then um, sideshow is so in your face. It's so in your face that you don't have time. It doesn't happen that way for me. And I can just play a little tune and if yeah. the words are funny, it doesn't matter if I'm technically skilled because my voice is decent enough. Right. And it's just one aspect of the show. Hmm. Interesting. So that really helps me to gain confidence. And since then, I have actually played a bunch of shows, yeah. just music. Got you. And been able to get over, over that. that. Yeah, yeah. But whenever you're showing someone, oh, this is my, these are my words I wrote. That's yeah. a vulnerable spot. Oh yeah. When you're t t when you're forcing somebody to staple you, or not forcing, but if you're <laughs> if you're like sort of jabbing at someone to staple a dollar to you. That's way different and you it's sort of like you have the power in that situation right. that people are gonna I, I, it's not like I don't think people are judging me and probably are judging me much more harshly because right. of what I'm doing but it's just the way I feel while gotcha. I'm doing it yeah but yeah people think I'm really really weird which I'm not I, I mean it's fine <laughs> I am yeah so um but it's cool. But it's, it's cool. And yeah. and it's a way for me to really expand musically on what I want to do. Gotcha. Um, I've been able to, like I said, get sh booked on a show where before I did any of this, nobody really right. wanted to give me a, you, I sort of had to like make a lane. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I can branch out and do just performance art that's not clown related just music that's not mm -hmm. um and yeah so i just had to like get my foot in the door got you um and i think that i'm definitely doing some things that not a lot of people are doing i have a new act that i'm coming out with because i am working with a woman named marissa aaron okay. who is going to be sort of a fixture in the sideshow uh, she is incredibly musically talented, so it's also nice to work with her because she really is encouraging and helpful and patient. Mm. Um, but she is going to do this ventriloquist act with me. Okay. So the ventriloquist act is not a regular... You're going to see the li or her lips move. Yeah. Um, in the act, I play banjo ukulele. She inserts two fish hooks into either side of my mouth and moves my mouth while I play the music and okay. she stands over me and sings the song. Gotcha. So I haven't seen any, I've like looked on the internet cause I had the idea for the bit and I like looked online and obviously was like, is anyone doing this? Yeah. And I didn't find anything. So I was like, this Unique is cool enough. because it's, brand new it's totally mm -hmm. unique um mm -hmm. and so i like that because people will think it's a sleight of hand mm -hmm. like oh it's not a real hook yeah. oh there's a trick to it from a distance right it seems like that's a possibility so i can also do that act at family friendly events um from a pedestal yeah but people think it's fake and if I'm not doing any other blood stuff, then that's like a really, the lips don't really bleed that much. Yeah. So people, it's not like there's blood running down my face. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, 
then people will ask me like, how did you do that? And like touch it. Yeah. And then it really like pulls on my lip after the show. And I like to keep them in. Gotcha. And then people see. They're like, no, it's real. It's real. Yeah. yeah. And so then I love the like sort of mixture of delight, but also disgust. <laughs> I'm a big fan of watching that in people's eyes, like where they're like horrified. And then all of a sudden there's this change. Yeah. And it's delightful to them and entertaining. And Interesting. That I really get, like get off on that whenever yeah. uh, before I started performing. Yeah. I would wear wigs and go incognito, mm -hmm. and I would always be trying to get people to introduce themselves to me that I already knew. Gotcha. And that was like my goal. Yeah. And a few times it did happen, it worked. and it just, I was like tickled by it. But I get a similar <laughs> feeling from that. So, uh, psychology, what's like, do you have a background or like, like, like how did you, I mean, obviously that's a, that plays a big part in everything that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just something that fascinates you, and then you, you just want to play it off of it? It is something that's fascinating to me. I just like watching the way people are. Yeah. Got you. And, and in general, people watching. Yeah. But also just to see what people do. Interesting. Um, I'm spacing on the woman's name right now, but a woman did a really amazing performance art piece that got global attention. Yeah. Where she stood in a room naked and let, or I don't think she was naked initially. She stood in a room and said, for the next X amount of hours, you can do whatever you want to me. And there was like a hammer, like all sorts of things laid out for people of what they would do yeah. and it only took minutes for people to sexualize her it only took hours for people to get violent yeah so it's just interesting watching people's nature yeah. and so a lot of people will say oh you're a weirdo like why would you do that to yourself or right. you know there must be something wrong with you but actually this is something that's kind of you know, people like participating in it more than they would yeah. like to admit a lot of the time. Got you. Um, and I like watching people's expressions and what they think about it. Hmm. It's it's a, much harder for me to come up with family-friendly clown acts, but I've done miming. Mm -hmm. Like, I did miming at Deutschtown last year, and I brought a fiddle player with me Got you. to do... A busk and then I found a marching band so then I was a trumpet player <laughs> and was just going along and I had a I had in my overalls a bunch of little prizes for kids mm -hmm. and that's another thing that I'll do to sort of make it pull back the reins on yeah. it win them over a little bit yes because yeah. once I get in the clown persona my mania really takes over it's just an outlet for me mm-hmm so I get swept up. So whenever I'm doing the family-friendly clowning, I very much have to keep myself in check of to not just get into doing something ridiculous. Gotcha. That's not, people don't want children to behold this spectacle, yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> now, um, here's a question for you about the more like adult shows. So you have an adult show where someone might be naked or topless. Um, now, someone that might not be exposed to that, they might think that that is over-sexualizing, where in your perspective, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're trying to challenge people to not sexualize it even when you're in that space. 
Is that? Yeah. Yeah. And another thing is that you can't control it when people do right. sexualize it. I mean, it's really a lot of people even have a hard time grasping the fact that breasts are not sex organs. Right. They, it's just <laughs> our society is so, it's so rampant in our yeah. society. Um, so yeah. And another thing is that I, you, women can't control being sexualized ever. Correct. And so walking down the road, you get catcalled and what sure. you, it's this like out of control feeling. No, but I don't whenever mean you're doing saying it sure, on, condoning Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, um, whenever I'm on stage though, it's like, I'm sort of like at the helm like uh, i'm sort of taking it back it. Right. yeah and i can over sexualize myself in a way that's like that is like celebratory got you and not really caring what people think right about it um but also just yeah like i said being in control of it because it just happens i mean when there are men that have an archaic view of women as people or like lack of understanding that women are full whole people. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, not property. Yeah, you can't control that. And yeah. it's really hard not to internalize it. Yeah. So that's a nice way to just let it out into the world. And gotcha. then I'm not doing that internalization of... Mm-hmm. You know, X, Y, Z at the corner of fifth yeah. and Smallman or whatever, you know, it's so, just... So here, while we have, yeah. while we're on a podcast and talking about this, um, that for men that, or anyone that cat calls, what, what is the response of the, uh, of the, the receiving end? Because they, they think that they're giving a compliment. They think that that's an, a door opening that they might get a response, a positive response. Which is obviously way off. Yeah, they totally missed the mark. But what would you say to someone that is a, is you know that catches himself catcalling? Um, okay, I had an interesting view perspective change on this when yeah. because I'm bi. Okay. So I had really long hair, That's and I was really high femme, but I was aggressive towards women. Okay. Too. I was like toxic masculinity because I would be like, hey, polka dot striped pants, what's yeah. up? Like, and I was, but it's not a compliment because I'm also female bodied. Yeah. It's still catcalling. So I had to rein that in. And it really happened for me when I shaved my head okay. because I was no longer presenting high <laughs> femme. I would get misgendered yeah. a lot, right. actually. Right. So, um,. Yeah, that was another moment where it was like women would look at me like that aggressive bald lesbian or like a man who's being inappropriate. Right. Because they could tell like, well, she's definitely like into me or like definitely has an aggressive energy. Got you. Um, but yeah, it's just not it's not complimentative to have someone com just comment and go, you don't know what the person's day is. You don't know what that, that person is going through. And so a lot of people do say, try to say like, you have a beautiful smile. And it's like, that's not threatening. Yeah. But it's just creepy. <laughs> so yeah, just... um, I 
I when I was like riding high on my like femme kick and was like, oh, I'm so cute, like da da da. Yeah. I just re- then was realizing like I was catcalling, gotcha. and had to check myself too. But I feel like right. toxic masculinity is something that any bodied person can definitely yeah. display and exhibit in their behavior. So, gotcha. um. I really have no mercy for catcallers, and when, if if I'm having a bad day, I actually got an assault charge because yeah yeah because I had a I was having a really bad day yeah this guy sped down the road yelled something out and then said you fucking slut da 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 yelled, yeah. yelling all these slurs. And it was just the last time I was casually threatened by a white man. And I just, and he stopped his car to threaten me and like catcall me and like sexualize me, but also like threaten me. And I just went over to his window. He's had his car stopped and I just hit him in the face like five or six times with my keys clutched in my hand. And he called the cops on me. I had bright green hair though. Yeah. So it was easy for the cops to find me. I walked away yeah. and they just stopped me and were like, you're the subject of an ongoing investigation. And I was like, prove it, prove it. You can't take me. Am I being detained? And I just like said the right things. Like, am yeah. I being detained? Yeah. What, you know, and all these different things and was talking about how he incited violence on me. Yeah. So why would I be this? Like, maybe you should tell him not sure. to threaten people for walking with a vagina so um yeah then i ended up going to court i had to pay him money um i have that on my record forever gotcha it's really a shame does he have anything on his record nope yeah and it's just the like privilege because the cop was a white every one of the cops was a white man the judge was a white man. His lawyer was a white man. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't get a public defender because I have an LLC for my housekeeping company. Gotcha. And that's just like an exemption for getting a public defender. Gotcha. So I just had to cop to the, you know. What was the charge? And when the judge mm-hmm. asked me what happened, I told him what happened. And his response was, nice. Just <laughs> like that. And I just couldn't. I I'm, I look like a deer in headlights probably yeah. because I couldn't believe he was responding like that. Um, but they lessened it. Yeah. So I'm lucky that I didn't get the full charge, but women really are persecuted. And it seems yeah. like a lot of men will think we have the power. Yeah. And. Or things are better now. Things are better now. Yeah, but it's. It's still not like they just had passed that law in Ohio about abortion. Yeah. It's not about unborn people. Right. Or cell clusters or like what a person is in the soul or God or anything. It's about women. It's about regulating women's health care. It's about creating generations of wage slaves Mm -hmm. and not giving poor people access to sexual health care abortions yeah. and birth control and just information right so um you know that was definitely a hard that was hard for me to swallow hmm. um but people still cat call me and i just have to like 
But I was thinking about just getting, I mean, I have mace, but I don't like carry it. Like yeah. I'll carry it when I'm like going to like going somewhere that I think is maybe a little sketchy or if in a situation I feel like I might need it. Sure. But I don't have it ever when I'm getting cat. I don't have it. I've gotten sexually assaulted like in like Lawrenceville, Southside and all different neighborhoods while I was locking my bike because I'm like folded over my bike. Right. And dudes just going past and like they think that's okay for them because they think that women exist for the male gaze. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. That's another thing about just like controlling the sexuality. Like I made my whole costume for Love Dungeon. I sewed it all myself and I was like so proud of myself. And it was like a full harness set. And I yeah. just walked around spirit like that. And it was really nice for me because I had the power at that time to where it was like, yeah, I'm sexualizing myself, but nobody is able, like, I'm safe here to do that. Correct. No one is really going to, and if someone did cross the line there, there would be instant repercussions. Correct. And everybody there would have my back. So it's right. like just creating that safe space. A lot of the people I'm working with and promoters in the bands are all just open-minded i almost want right. to just say like the the normal ones <laughs> like that just like respect human beings and are kind to other people like regardless of gender sex or yeah religion yeah Interesting. um but also fuck the cops yeah <laughs> because they're also like misogynistic racist so anyone who's In a situation like I was in, like with catcalling, yeah. a lot of times women have to hold their tongues because you can't retaliate or else they will retaliate. And I just read about a woman who was slashed in the face because she didn't respond. She just kept walking. Yeah. And that was so infuriating that she now deserves to have a scar across her face for the rest of her life because she was so attractive to this person and then they felt denied by her so they had to try to attack her um but yeah it's it's dangerous no matter what you do now did he get any charges do you know i don't know i don't yeah. think so Interesting. so because a lot of times it's hard to identify because yeah. you're trying to block them out so then how do you tell someone how do you help somebody sketch mm -hmm. a like a witness maybe could help but in that situation like you do see people's coming like you see it coming a lot yeah. of the time and it's a really nerve-wracking feeling and there's a lot of um there's a lot of fear that people have that if they retaliate they're gonna something worse is gonna happen to them they're gonna be like assaulted raped or gotcha so yeah, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. But that right. day, I was just not dealing with that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> but I bet he will never call another woman a slut out the car of his window again. And if not. he does, I hope I'm there. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's hands. Give him one more. Yeah. Um, tell me about like your social media. Where can people find you? That's yeah, cool. I'm on Facebook, Icky Vicky's Broken Heart Sideshow. And I'm on Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram, and my handle is IckyVicky underscore Sideshow. Very cool. Um, yeah, and so that's what I've going on for April and May 17th. 
is the clown party, which I'm yeah. really excited for. Okay. Um, Anna Azizi, Dirty Socks Puppet Show, Fuck Yeah Dinosaurs, and Mime Candy are going to be on that show. And it is a Wake Up Make Stuff promotion. Cool. Companies show. But Holly Aaron Carnes is the artist whose art is going to be on display. And she's a Red Fishbowl artist, but... Her work is amazing. Seriously, so much detail and just the colors mm. and everything are just so on point. Her contrast and she made a clown series. Okay. And there's a lot of naughty photos in it. <laughs> Got you. The promo photo has a clown butt and we'll have the peep show there too. Okay. So I'll be there with Moody Millie and that's... Pretty much what I've got going on. I'm maybe doing a tour in June. Mm -hmm. I've got some friends in Knoxville with Banana Slug booking. And I was hoping to maybe go to Savannah and maybe just Kentucky and cool. Ohio. Gotcha. And so it'll sort of just be a Southern Loop mm -hmm. tour. But I got to get out of Pittsburgh. Yes. You know. No, that's my advice to, yeah. to everyone. Um, go travel. Go do something somewhere else. Do you that's where, you, that's where you start to grow, I think, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I did a tour this December with a band that I love, Holy Locust. Yeah. And I had so much fun on that tour. And they accompanied me musically, some of the members. And some of the members would act as the assistant and do the stapling or do the cinder blocks. So mm -hmm. it really just became this nice improv space gotcha. because each venue would allow me to do different things mm -hmm. and each crowd was different you know so it just yeah. there was one show at a like punk garage yeah. where I had to be like hey listen the fuck up and like really <laughs> get get really in like a sadistic like masochistic character yeah um and some I had to be a little more laid back and cutesy and I sang these like older jazz songs in gotcha. Asheville Gotcha. Um, you know, you really want to try to display what you, the most you've got musically when you're mm -hmm. surrounded by such talented people. But they also could like throw me some pointers too. Right. So it was nice. I definitely feel that. Interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I hope to have you on again, maybe like year, year and a half. See where you're at. Yes, and for sure. Go from there. Um, thank you so much for being on. As far as thoughtful discussions go, uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check us out on iTunes, Anchor. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, follow, like, comment, and uh, definitely check us out. Uh, thanks so much for watching.